uh, about three weeks ago, a, uh, a family member of mine was uh, was left in a medically induced coma after an operation. Uh, they were in the coma for about a week. And then uh, when they came out again, when they regained consciousness, they brought back something with them. They brought back this uh, this strange thought. It was a thought that they couldn't shake. And they didn't think it all the time, but just from time to time, this thought would just come back. Uh, they believed that they were dead. They were convinced that uh, they had actually died during the operation and the intensive care ward that they were currently lying in was actually hell. And all the doctors and nurses were devils of some kind. Now I know this is going to sound like the kind of horror story that I would usually make up for the podcast, but this one happens to be true. Uh, it turns out to be quite common, actually. The nurse that I spoke to, in fact, uh, said that um, it happens all the time. Apparently people are always mistaking her for a devil. That kind of goes with the territory. So this person in hospital was was so convinced of her own death that uh, she actually asked a doctor for a copy of her death certificate. And um, I, uh, I, I respect this approach. It's a very pragmatic response to realising that you're in hell. If hell is riddled with endless pointless bureaucracy, and, and you know, I'm pretty sure it is, uh, then, sure, of course, you want to make sure you've held on to the necessary paperwork. Thankfully, my family member is making a speedy recovery now. And I, I can't tell you how amazing it is to be able to say that. Uh, she's home again. And uh, yeah, I'm telling you this story with her blessing. I'm pleased to say that uh, this person no longer believes but they are in hell. The dream world of the coma has faded. She's back in the real world now. Good old, uh, good old Brexit Britain. What a, what a fun time to be conscious as we exit the European Union like a drunk staggering off the back of a steamboat. Into the void we go. Anything is possible in the void, isn't it? We can start everything anew. New trade partners, new interpretations of human rights, new regulations and what we can legally refer to as food. It's exciting. Not like, uh, not like waking up in hell at all. Yeah, well, uh, okay, yeah, she might have been onto something, actually. Now, you know, as someone who wasn't raised within a faith, uh, the afterlife is not a subject that I'd given much thought to. Like most people, I'm very, very good at shutting down any thoughts about death that float through my head. But um, but writing is a pressure valve for me. Like This is how I tend to work stuff through. So um, when I sat down to make uh, this month's episode of the podcast, it, it's no surprise really, I suppose, that I, I found myself coming back to the subject of the afterlife. So with that in mind, coming up, uh, two stories in our episode today. Oh, I went a bit Ira Glass there, didn't I? Okay, let me give. Hang on, let me give it a little bit of this. Coming up, two stories in our episode today. Two explorations of life on the other side of the veil. Part one: Hollywood Forever. 
I delve deep into the filing cabinets of a colossal film archive in London in search of the afterlife of cinema. Then, in part two, please hold a new short story about a life on the line. That's all coming up today on the podcast. We're going to take a look at the other side. Nevertheless, whatever you do, stay with us. Did you get that? That was a This American Life reference. Did you get it? That's how he rounds off the intro, right? He says, stay with us. But I also meant it like, please stay alive, right? We're going to talk about the afterlife, but I need you to stay on this side. Was that obvious? Well, it it was worth ruining that wordplay to make sure I didn't leave anyone behind, I think. Um. Anyway, consider yourself under strict fucking instruction. Whoever you are, wherever you are, Stay with us. In Los Angeles, the Paramount Pictures studio backs onto a cemetery. Buried there are Rudolph Valentino, Faye Ray, Judy Garland, if you can find them. I couldn't, and I was there ages. I spent a good hour and a half wandering through the tombstones in amongst hundreds of names of cinema's once greatest, now apparently forgotten. The cemetery is called... Hollywood Forever, named perhaps to suggest that we forget the bodies buried beneath and remember instead the immortality of the silver screen, as if cinema was its own exclusive afterlife, preserving all our stars and starlets at their most glorious for all time. This simply isn't true. It's the rare exception rather than the rule. In actual fact, art preserves... Only the few, most actors, most films, just fade away like everything else. So up here is is scrapbooks, for example. How on earth am I going to get these boxes out? This is the Cinema Museum. Boxes and boxes. A converted workhouse in Kennington. Visiting this archive feels like the real afterlife of movies. So much denser and more complicated than the Hollywood Forever Cemetery. 12 box files of portraits of Marilyn Monroe. The museum is dedicated to preserving the bigger picture of cinema. Not so much the films themselves, but all the materials that surround the films. Writing, photos, even ashtrays from the back of old cinema seats. It's overwhelming. Wandering through the corridors of filing cabinets, stacked floor to ceiling. The true size of this project is utterly unfathomable. All you can get are tiny glimpses. I find a sheet of paper taped to the end of a row. Scientists, colon, mad. Scorpions, screaming, colon, children. Screaming, colon, men. Screaming, colon, women. Screens, seances, secretaries, sex, colon, disinterested. Sex, colon, education. Sex, colon, food. Sex, colon, futuristic. 
That's our subjects, for example. This is gallery volunteer Anna Udrig. The filing cabinets are kept in alphabetical order, so you see the various names of the films. And um, so, Jungle Flight, this one, for example. Starring who's in Jungle Flight? Robert Lowry and Dan Savage. I'm going to show my ignorance here. I don't know. Well, I, I don't even have the ambition to know. For me, to have the ambition to get things in the proper room is, is mm. just enough. Mm. The order never stays. It always gets destroyed again. It's funny for an art form which is sort of traditionally thought of as something which is made entirely out of light to actually realise how untrue that is. You know, yes, of course, you know, it's painting pictures in light, but mm. yet yeah, that's just... This tiny part of it. The other world which surrounds it and supported it. Yeah. And as well, it gave space to people, becoming, always coming back to people yeah. and people and their way of going through life and digesting life and growing with life, being fed by life. This is something we'd like to preserve if we can. Standing in the portrait room, Looking down over a table of unsorted headshots, I remember how it felt wandering through the gravestones back at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery. So many of these faces have been completely removed from history, eroded over time, their stories recycled, forgotten, ignored. It still feels like celluloid let them down. Film didn't preserve them like it promised it would. Well, a lot of the photographs were taken by professional photographers in, in that room. This is Anna's assistant, George Parnell. But there are a lot of un even unidentified actors, people in the industry, that there's no way of identifying them, really. It's quite sad, really, isn't it? But they, they're in the room, but we don't know what to do with them. They go in a box saying, unidentified. I, I don't mind so much. I'm just with this moment when somebody comes and says uh, I have this auntie ancestor whatever and they've done this and that and then we find them and then I'm so happy because uh, I feel like uh, we, we, we have honoured them and then somebody can connect in this way as well As objects float further and further away from their owners their meaning changes. Some are reduced to nothing. But yet, the value of these things can always return sharply and unexpected. So much of our past is locked up inside stories that we watched in our youth. All we need is the right key. It could be nothing more than the title of a film or a face even if that face has lost its name. And from this tiny fragment, our own stories can come flooding back to us. This has always been the potency of film. Cinema isn't very good at recording the events of history. It's more like a record of people's dreams. Cinema shows us people's aspirations. It shows us what people were afraid of. But all through the dreamlike lens of fiction, and this is only 
part of the story. Perhaps this is why these dusty rooms feel like the true afterlife of cinema. More than any other archive I can think of, contained in these filing cabinets is not just a record of our dreams, but also a record of the dreamers themselves. Oh my God. Sitting in the corridor on the way out of the museum, we pass an incredible scale model of an old Art Deco cinema. Uh, where everything at some point functioned. There's the, the little toilets, there's the little toilet rolls. In each room was a light. There's the projection rooms with it. The seats fold up. Uh, it's somebody who lived in a council estate and spent 10 years building this thing. The only thing missing from this model is the cinema screen itself. Where the screen should be is now a window for us to look back in at all the people inside. More than a celebration of film, this model is a celebration of the audience, the intimacy of sitting in a packed cinema and sharing a dream with a room full of strangers. I'm on my way out of the archive when I'm suddenly hit by a film memory of my own. I remember sitting with my mum early one Sunday morning, probably like 30 years ago now. Both of us sat watching The Incredible Shrinking Man on television. Out of nowhere, it just came back to me, the smell of detergent from fresh washing, the feel of the carpet in front of our TV. Perhaps the memory came from seeing that perfect miniature cinema, or maybe because of those unidentified actors' photographs waiting in a box file for someone to recognise. Whatever it was, I suddenly remembered the, the final monologue of that film, delivered by the hero as he shrinks away to nothing. So close, he says. The infinitesimal and the infinite. But suddenly I knew that they were really the two ends of the same concept. The unbelievably small and the unbelievably vast eventually meet at the closing of a gigantic circle. And I felt my body dwindling, melting, becoming nothing. My fears melted away. And in their place came acceptance. All this vast majesty of creation had to mean something. And then I meant something too. Smaller than the smallest. I meant something too. To God, there is no zero. I still exist. So the story you've just heard was uh, originally broadcast on Radio 4 on the programme Shortcuts. It was produced by Eleanor McDowell for Falling Tree Productions.
hi. You've reached the other side. Welcome to eternity. Forever is more than just a feeling. Please stay on the line. We just need a couple more bits of information and then we can send you on your way. If you get stuck or would like to talk to an operator, just say the phrase, I'm having a tricky time and we'll connect you with someone right away. This is Main Menu. If you would like to order your complimentary limited edition baseball cap, press 1 now. Otherwise, press 2. Um. Thanks. Next question. Would you be happy to answer an automated survey on your experience? If you'd rather not, press 1. Nope. Other Thanks. Just one more question. I need to know your eternal resting place. Please choose between heaven or hell. Using your keypad, push button 1 to go to hell. Or to go to hell, press button 2. Um. Press in your own time. I'm sorry, I didn't get that. I'm sorry, I didn't get that. Oh. Press 9 if you'd like to hear the options again. Main menu. Okay. If you would like to order your compliment... Thanks. Next question. Would you be happy to answer an... Thanks. Just one more question. I need to know your eternal resting place. Please choose between heaven or hell. Using your keypad, push button 1 to go to hell. Or to go to hell, press button 2. What? Press in your own time. I'm sorry, I didn't get that. I'm sorry, I... Thank you. You selected... Option one. You are going to hell. Please hold. <laughs> Welcome to hell. Death is just the beginning of your journey. The more we learn about you, the better job we can do. <clears throat> For stranglers, press one. I'm having a tricky For people who had sex with couches, press two. For prison guards who intentionally sabotage the board games of their inmates, press 3. For sports mascots, press 4. I'm having a tricky time. For people who smiled too much, press 5. For spiders, press 6. For people who killed spiders, press 7. If you are Adrian Wiggins and you attended St. Mary's Primary School in Kent 1983 and you actually did steal Kevin's Mario watch, press 8. For more categories, press 9. Alternatively, state your evil now. I'm having a tricky time. Thanks. I heard arms dealer and farm sex criminal. Please hold as we connect you. Thank you for waiting. Your soul is important to us. Did you know Hell currently has over 8 million rings and there are planned extensions for over 12,000 more, including new for 2018, 
state-of-the-art puppet theatre, daily classes in bread making and assertiveness, craft the noon sessions with Andy, the offices of SoundCloud, plus the screaming bone pits of... <coughs> you are currently on hold for Department... Beta 9, 9, Delta 3, November. Arms dealers and farm sex criminals. To aid processing time, please have a list ready of your nightmares, fears, and phobias. We'll also need to run a screen test in order to calibrate your experience. You are next in the queue. Hi, can I help? Hello there. Um, I, I think I might have come through to the wrong uh, department. I, I think I hit the wrong button to begin with. I don't suppose you could just... Is there a way to send me back to the first menu? Is, is that okay? Uh, I can't actually transfer you no. into the, the menu, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, basically, I hit one. I meant to hit two. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just an absolute idiot. <laughs> I haven't even been to a farm, you know. Okay. That's not my, my thing. You couldn't possibly just like transfer me to like, uh, like a general inquiries desk or something. Is that okay? Yeah, no problem. Oh, thank you so much. Like, I, I'm sure this place is nice, but it's just, uh, it's just not for me. But thanks. You're welcome. Have a nice day. Cheers. Thanks. All right. Bye. Bye. Internal switchboard. This is for staff only. Oh, she must have uh, accidentally. Yeah. To be transferred to a particular department, press one. To track a lost soul, press two. To register a soul for deletion, press three. To add a notice to tomorrow's interdepartmental newsletter, press 4. To evacuate system, press 5. Okay. Emergency evacuation protocol initiated. Oh. Security level gold. Wormwood is online. God. Enter your five digit pin code. Um. God. Enter your five digit pin code. Um. God. Enter your five-digit pin right, code. Alright, alright, alright. Pin accepted. Fuck. Satan. Enter your five-digit pin code. Pin incorrect. Back to main menu. Internal switchboard. To be transferred to a particular department, press 1. Please enter the seven-digit department code now. Okay, just, well, anything really. Oh. Connecting. Hello, and welcome to heaven for frogs. Please hold for processing. The next lily pad awaits. Congratulations on a life well lived. Please be ready to provide some additional information. What colour rock do you prefer to sit on? Grey? Greyish white? Would you be interested in joining our choir programme? Did you know, in Frog Heaven, there are roughly 500 flies for every cubic metre of air? The whole sky fizzes like a broken television. And soon you'll be there too. For now, and forever. Until the end of time. An operator will be with you shortly. Oh, 
morning. My name is Claire. How are you doing? Uh, so there's been a bit of a mix-up. Mm -hmm. uh, I am not what you would call a frog. Mm. My name is Richard. I um, I passed away this morning. I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, that's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I um, I choked on a steak salad. Mm -hmm. um, if you guys need to know the address and postcode of the Ming Steakhouse where it happened, um, I'm happy to provide that information. I have my death certificate. I've got my national insurance number. Like I work for the tax office. Okay, so trust me, my financial records are in order. Okay, mm -hmm. it's all memorized. Um, I could tell you my next of kin, if you need to know that. It's Bob of Bob's Golfing Supplies, London Road, Copford. Okay. But, um, you know, this is the important part. This is the bottom line. I'm human, okay? So, obviously, I'm not meant to be here in frog heaven. I'm feeling a little shook up. I just, uh, I just wondered, can we just start this whole thing over? But I'm not able to undo that. Okay, okay well, listen, I, I, um, I want to take some responsibility for this mess, but I think we can all agree, if we're really being honest, um, that last question on the first menu, mm -hmm. I don't really think you should have been asking that in the first place. Or like, if, if, you, if you had to ask it, I just think you could have made the options a little bit clearer, you know? What part didn't you understand? Any of it, any of it. I didn't understand any of it, but you forced me to choose, so I chose. But now things keep changing. You know, one minute it means this, the next minute it means that. First, um, you're sending me to hell for being farm intimate. What? N then I'm like somehow responsible for triggering the apocalypse now i'm in frog paradise well listen i tell you at the end of the day um no matter if i chose option one or option two i definitely didn't choose sitting in a pond with flies screaming around my face for eternity so what do you say all right can we just have a do-over is that too much but to ask do you realize you already made the decision yes okay but the thing i chose it was just a noise it was just a that was all it was all right you can't take that fart sound and then just reinterpret it after the fact to mean whatever it is you want it to mean like so just means oh please turn me green and force me to eat insects till the world ends no like you can't take that noise and then make it the the, 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 the fucking cornerstone of my eternity so no just like Send me back to the start. I'm afraid I can't do that. There must be some way to do that. Can you just tell me what colour of rock you'd like to sit on? We've a new shade available. The colour's called Shadow of Anchor. This whole place is, uh, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's bollocks, isn't it? It's, uh, it's just like a crap Disney ride. You just have to go where the shit river takes you. You know, this is such a poorly designed system that... A couple of minutes ago, I very nearly flushed the whole thing by mistake. Although, i got to be honest, really not my fault. God's pin number is literally 12345. What kind of absolute psycho is running this place? Oh, um, while I'm asking questions, uh, how is it that you don't seem to know anything about us? Why is it that we have to provide all the information? Wasn't there, like, anyone watching us, like, ever? How does a soul even wear... A baseball cap. I mean, is this actually the afterlife at all? You know, is this is this meant to be paradise? Because it really doesn't feel like it. It's actually pretty derivative of several iconic TV shows. Sir. Yeah. What would you like paradise to feel like? Well, uh. What do you want?
I don't. I, I, well, I'd like it to be more. Um, I mean, for starters, it would have. Um, I mean, I'm not a science fiction novelist. I can't just like construct a whole society out of nothing. I need a bit of time. Hang on. Tell me one thing you'd like to say. Okay, I will. See, see, I'm just having a tricky time imagining. Oh, what did I say? I heard the phrase, I'm having a tricky time. Please wait as we redirect you to our customer support center. Customer support. You are 1,286,241st in the queue. No, 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 I can't stay here. Please, please hold. An operator will be uh, with you shortly. Hello? Is there anyone? Hello? A anyone? I'm sorry, I didn't recognize that number. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Connecting to Hell Department 204. Topless guys and news agents. Connecting to Hell Department 899. Pies in pubs that turn out to be casserole pots with puff pastry lids. Connecting to Heaven for snails. Connecting to Connecting. Hey, who is this? Gordy. Hey, Gordy. Hey. Gordy, um, can I, uh, can I ask you a question? That's what I'm here for. Gordy, do you, um, do you believe in an afterlife? <laughs> well, uh, that's not... Um, the kind of question I usually get. Can I can I explain why I'm asking? Yeah. Let me explain why I'm asking. But I, I don't think I'm going to be able to help. Here's the thing. I just think that I've spent I spent like so much of my life just just worrying and uh, like and, and stressed out about things that um that like I can't like imagine paradise. Do you ever get like that? I I just think that like what I've done is is I I've kind of created uh. I've created my own prison out of those things, and now I'm I'm just kind of stuck in it. Does that sound like? Does that well, sense I to you? don't know what you want me to say. What kind of things? Does I don't know. Like, I'm talking about, I, I guess, like technology, I suppose, and uh, like automation in general. I just can't imagine an afterlife is anything like. Did you watch? Uh, did you watch the end of uh, season two of Westworld? No. I just can't imagine like an afterlife as like you know like like a beautiful, sun speckled glade. It that just doesn't make sense. I mean, first of all, I, I hate camping. <laughs> like, I know I'm missing the point here, but you know when when somebody says to you, "Imagine yourself living in your perfect moment forever," I just um, I but I, I, I I just don't know what that is. Uh, I just don't understand what it is that I'm supposed I'll to stop you there. You're overthinking it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you want to talk about problems with technology, my job is helping people when technology goes wrong. So I'd bear of a job if there was no technology, if you see what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 okay. But, I mean, that also, that does mean that you're, you're probably... You are probably the type of person who has to, like, think about IT all the time, right? So I bet, I bet you even... I bet you've even had, like, dreams about like fixing things, right? I have done that. Okay then, so so like what's paradise for you, right? Can you imagine like 
a, a place that exists beyond technology that exists like beyond like what we're in right now because because if you can imagine such a place then uh maybe i can imagine it too and then you know i won't be trapped in this thing anymore paradise the afterworld it's just peace it's just being at peace yeah but what does that sound like? It doesn't sound like anything. Does that answer your question? Hello? Thanks to my dad there for coming out of retirement to answer one more IT question. Also thanks to Lizzie Denning and to the uh, the EE call centre as well. A quick thanks to everyone who has signed up to support me on Patreon. Uh, I want to keep this show advert free uh, and I also want to pay myself a wage that covers the time it takes to make it and slowly uh, I'm getting there so um, if you'd like to help out uh, please uh, go to patreon.com that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n patreon.com slash Ross G Sutherland thanks to everyone who came out to see my Imaginary Advice live shows this month in Edinburgh and Bristol and at Latitude and Port Elliot festivals. Um, I've got more coming up, Manchester and Norwich, very soon. Find the details at imaginaryadvice.com or check the Imaginary Advice Facebook group. Also, I can now announce that I'm going to be doing a show in Chicago at The Fest, curated by Third Coast. That's on the 1st of October at Constellation with the special guest still to be announced. You can get tickets from that from thefestchicago.org. Um, finally, reminded that my new play opens in London on October 30th at Batsy Arts Centre. It's a ghost story. It's called The Exorcism. It's just a week's run over the week of Halloween. Uh, you can get tickets at bac.org.uk. Um, I'm really proud of the play it's just uh, so much fun to perform if you've enjoyed any of the exorcist stories that i've told here on this podcast uh then i really think you'll like this um thanks again for listening i'll be back soon with more imaginary advice take care